The ideas and content in this podcast are our own and do not reflect the views or opinions of any current or previous employers. Yeah, that sounds that? that sounds good, but it's wrong. I know it's wrong. No, it's not. I think it is. How, how would I just <laughs> say it so perfectly if it was wrong? You're, you're the one because because you're in construction, man, and you got to constantly pull shit out of your. Oh man, this way we always don't. <laughs> that's how you know I'm in construction. That's how you, that's how that's how anybody knows you're in construction. They're like, oh man, that guy. Where did he get that guy? Is so smart. <laughs> and you're like, I have to double check everything I just said. Yeah, I make most. I make most of this stuff up. What were you saying? Everybody you, said we were negative. That's a that's yeah. A, no, so I don't I mean, feel like that. First of all, we're liars because the last show we did was the first one in a year. We were like, we're coming back every two weeks, and then that oh, was like a month stupid. and a half ago. Yeah. So uh, we're sorry about that, but we uh, we still love you and love this. So, but, yeah. Uh, he, still, he was listening. Busy. He was listening to the last show, and he said we sounded pretty negative. And then he started making fun of me and saying that I sounded desperate, which I which I kind of <laughs> agree with. I remember when we recorded it. Um, I just lost a, a, one of my one of my troops here, and yeah, and I've, I've been through. If you're a manager in charge of managers in construction, you've lost some folks here over the last year or two. That part has been a challenge. Well, can I give you can I give you a couple of things to be positive about? Because you're you're right. So if you've if you've been a manager or whatever in construction over the past couple of years, you've lost people because this this great resignation and because you know builders were just throwing cash at each other at CMs trying to get them to come work for them. But so on a positive note, that stopped. That's, right. that's all but over for now because interest rates went up, sales have gone down, and builders aren't doing that anymore. And so, it's like I, I hate to be like a builder and also be like. Oh, thank God. But at the same yeah. time, like that's kind of the way I feel like, you know, interest rates, record lows. It's just, it's just flooded the market with sales and people going crazy and best and final offers. And I, it creates a situation where it makes it hard on all of our resources as well. Yeah. Like personnel and the supply and all of that. So, so here's what I've been telling, here's what I've been telling you guys, because so a couple of things, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it stopped. Because now we've got now people can, can you stop saying stopped? Because stop doesn't sound good. I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about people just quitting. Oh yes, yes. Dollar. that that part is good. Yeah, <clears throat> it's that part is good because it, it allows people to actually finally start focusing on their job instead right. of can I get an extra dollar? Like there were people out there with like a year's experience in construction demanding like a hundred thousand dollar base salary. Well, that is just absurd. No, and, it really is. I and so, and if you're out there doing it, you smug son of a bitch, you need to. Uh, <laughs> Think about keep it. faking it right now, to, especially. You need to think about yourself for a minute. <clears throat> and does your experience really, really um, reflect the salary that you're making right now? Because if it doesn't, you better start working your ass off to make sure it does. Or you're going to be on the chopping block. All of us have been in this situation. We're in our in our over our heads, and we're yeah. learning our current position, and that's okay. Um, but you got to earn it, man. I mean, that's what it. it's about now. That's right? it. I mean, so, so the other thing I keep telling guys is, you know, people are still complaining. They're like, oh my God, these trades, I can't get them to show up there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, as if your company still has production going on, you know, as, as the work starts to dry up for some, some builders that just, you know, we're blowing stuff out, those trades are going to come back to you because they're going to need to work. I, I drove onto a job site, um, I was in, it doesn't matter where I was, but I drove onto a job site and there was probably <laughs> 70 homes standing under construction 
four of them were sold. That was a week ago. Wow. So this builder, they were like, they anticipated this, like just riding this wave, started all these things. Like I literally, I, I pulled into this job as I, I do, because I love to see what other builders are doing. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what in the world? Why are there so many houses standing that aren't sold? And then I come to this one little section and there's like four of them that are sold. And the sales, the sales model wasn't even done or the model wasn't done. The sales center wasn't done, not even close. Yet they've got, like, I started counting them up. They have like 70 houses. It's probably a number of different things too, right? It's probably a builder saying, look, we don't know about the product availability and we yeah. don't want to commit a bunch of products to people that now we can't we can't find or we can't get in timely fashion. So they're like, oh, we'll spec them out. Let's yeah. spec out 50 of them. And that's kind of why the market was crazy yeah, with, with the trades. I mean, I know that look, so, some of our folks that, that work with me haven't, haven't done the production thing very long yeah. and production trades. When, when we're at a boom, that's a really tough time for them, right? Cause they're using subcontractors. Some of those subcontractors are just hiring anybody to do labor and they're not skilled. So you've got like all of these other factors working that you have to combat. And, you know, one of my things I always say is like, this is your work as a construction manager, but it's just somebody else's hands. The other day that thank you. He, and he said, he said, look, I know you always say it's, it's my work in someone else's hands, but dude, these hands suck at doing the work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. And it's true. And it's, and you know what, it just means you have to overmanage this stuff. Right. I mean, you got to overmanage it. And I think that, you know, getting organized is a huge part of that. Overmanage it get organized, get out there, talk to the trades that are actually doing the work. Make sure if you see something that's wrong, talk to them about it, call their foreman or their boss or whoever's in charge of their quality control and be like, this guy's over here and he's not doing what we're asking you to do. Come over and and fix it now while you're out here. Don't let me try to get you back five days later because that just puts you five days behind. Yeah, And I think that like, look, that that's what's happening now is with the slowdown and things, um, like you said, it's not necessarily like things have dried up and there's no work and these guys are going to be looking for something to do. Oh, no. it's, it just, it just means that there's going to be less of 10 at a time, right? Less, less builders up the road who have sold like gangbusters that are trying to get them all done right now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's lots of work out there. We still, there's lots and lots and lots of work out there. So, so I wouldn't be concerned about that anytime soon. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, t- tons to do, you know, with, with all these transitions that have happened, um, you know, we talked about like the weird merry-go-round of people changing slightly in their industry to another position or another uh, trade or whatever, and it, they're all still here and they're just kind of like rotated a little bit. They might yeah. not work for the same company, but they're pretty much doing the same thing. Now you might be <laughs> find yourself in a situation where you're surrounded by people that you don't really know that well. And you're trying to build a team or you're trying to fit into a team. And, you know, we've, we've done a show on that before. And there's a, there's a lot of skills that come into that. But I think the first thing that you can do is ask the right questions, get organized. And if you have, you find out what your body of work is, whether you're a CM or an ACM or a senior leader, go out, walk everything, write it all down. I mean, we talk about this. I think our first podcast that we recorded, we talked about time management and just recording all your things because one of the things I find is that it takes a long time to get all of your phone calls made and all of your scheduling done. And if you just write it all down while you're walking it, 
you're going to have all the information you need in front of you. If you have to go sit down for an hour and put it all together. Um, so that's how you make an impact on a new team as well. It really is. So let me, let me just jump on that. Cause I have been recently, I have, I've really been diving into technology and the use of technology. And, you know, I was doing some training for a whole group of, um, of new construction managers, superintendents, whatever you want to call them. And one of them came up to me and she's, she shows me OneNote, which, you know, some people use it, some people don't. I use it all the time, but whatever. And she had like, she had created her own enterprise resource planning platform through OneNote for her jobs. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is amazing. She had all of her lots. She had options. She had quality inspections she had done. She had um, she was it, tracking all of her Did it look like there was like notes in the notes? Like they were, she was organizing it. I, I don't really know exactly what it looks like. I think I've got one, I've got one customer care rep that uses OneNote. Like, like look at, think of, it, think of it as like a, um, it's, it's almost like a combination of Word, Excel, and notes all crammed into one program but God, it's most sounds it's, so stupid i know <laughs> <laughs> anyway so she showed it to me and I'm like, Look, it's a impressed. note then right you write on it because it's, it's a note it's, like, a, it's like an electronic notepad <laughs> excuse me anyway so she's uh she showed this to me and i'm like this is amazing and she's like yeah anyway so she's shown this to me and i've recently i've gotten really into technology to see how it can enhance out because you know construction industry traditionally has been kind of lagging right really yeah, surprise. <laughs> but so I've really just dove into technology and how technology can, can help us innovate and get more efficient, things like that. And uh, it dawned on me that, and we've talked about this before, there, 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 is, there is this huge gap between pen and paper, which is my favorite, and right. technology. And we have, you're talking about writing everything down. If you're comp- if you're working for a company and they have technology, you've got to you got to jump in with both feet. You got to master it because if you can master the technology that your company is using, that makes you so valuable because you will then become the mentor and the trainer to everybody else, um, and you can help the company that you work for make that technology better by suggesting other things. Um, you know, I just recently sat with a bunch of other builders, and I I mean I had like six pages of notes from what they were telling me, and I just played dumb every time they said you know we do this. Do you do this? And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Explain it. How many people do it? What's it cost your company? You know, I'm just like writing everything down. Like, got it, got it, got it, got it. Because I want the company that I work for to be better. So anyway, it just, if you can, if you can master the technology your company is using or introduce new technology to your company, you got, you'll be invaluable to that company. And when I say write notes, right. I mean, don't necessarily mean pen and paper. If that's not your thing, it does, it, it's my thing. I carry my thing. stupid notebook. <laughs> We're old. So there's I, that. So you're old. I, it, what, what I mean, you know, is get organized, yep. get your thoughts together. Yep. And that way, when you have to go back, I mean, I don't know about you, but most folks in this business aren't managing three or four units in, in production anyway. And you're managing a ton. And especially in this, after this crazy couple of years, I mean, they're pro- you're probably managing more than you ever have. But it, they sure. all start to blend together in your mind. Yeah. You know, you got a lot of units. I'm building multifamily stuff and townhouses and and it's, you know, there's just a ton. I mean, it blends together. And you're like, what lot was I in? I just mean, record your thoughts so that when you are using your technology, which is important to learn, especially if you're on a new team, then you have all the information that you need to, to do it. You don't have to go back out there and walk up four flights of stairs to find it, <laughs> find out if you're right or not about what you're playing. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the fact that the interest rates have doubled and everybody's freaking out and millennials that have never seen 
interest rates above 6%, 5% are, are freaking out. Like they can't buy a house. And I'm saying at some point I was slapping a high five to get under, under 7%. And, you know, and, and sales were still happening like crazy. And now that it's gone to in the fives, high fives, there are sixes. Where, where are we at right now? Like six? It's like five and three quarters, I think. Okay. There you go. So, so that's slowed everything down and that's created a situation where the prices come down and now we can affordably build homes and, and yes. the market's not tapped on LVLs all the time. So I would say, you know, it depends on the builder because some, you know, it, it's very difficult for a builder to lower their, their price per home, but no, I don't mean lowering their price. I just mean availability of the product and the oh, I got you. to pay I got so you. much for it at, because it's so short, you know? Well, I had a, I had a guy asked me that question um, yesterday and they were like, this is another builder. And they're like, yeah, we're getting ready to lower prices. And I was like, that sucks. <laughs> and we had this, we started this conversation. I'm like, listen, it's never good to lower your price. You can, there's, it's a game you play, right? You increase incentives mm-hmm. without lowering the price. So you effectively lower the price without actually lowering the price. Because the second you start lowering your price, you lower the yeah, perceived value. value. The, yeah. yeah. So, because I was talking to this guy and he's like, yeah, I really want to buy a house, but I look at these prices that are too expensive. And I'm like, look, dude, go into the sales office and ask them what incentives they have. Because chances are, if they're having, a, you know, depending on the, the business model for that builder, they may have 30 houses standing there and got to get rid of them. So they may have increased the incentives on that house, which actually puts you in a bracket where you can actually afford it, even with, you know, five and three quarters, 6% interest rate or whatever. Right. You know, it's all a game. So, sure. you know, get in there. I was like, if you want to own a home, which every, everybody does, get in there. I had okay. a conversation with my brother at the beach and, uh, you know, he was saying, you know, he doesn't own a home. He's renting right now. He's, he's uh, and he's a traveling nurse. So I don't know why we'd be buying a house. Why is but, he buying um, Your brother's buying a house. No, he's house? not. He was just uh, saying, no, the market's crazy. And, you know, it's got to correct itself. Da, 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 da. And, and he was like, well, I was like, I don't know why people are freaking out. Like, it's it's still okay to buy a home just because the interest rates have gone up a bit. It, and he was like, well, would you suggest that it would be a good idea for me? And I'm like, no. And he's like, see? And I'm like, well, you're a traveling nurse, so that doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> I was like, amazing. but I was, you know, if it made sense for your family to buy a home and you were trying to, to do that and you're relocating or you want to upgrade or your family's bigger now, it still makes sense to buy it. Like, of course. Price Dude. of homes don't go down overall. And interest rates are still historically low. My dad bought his first home at 19%. I know. I know. I heard it too. You know what I mean? I mean? And you know, my, my dad, his first interest rate, he, he had to pay for points. Uh, he, he he bought his loan down and he, it, to get to 16%. Was oh, yeah. I was just like, God. So he paid a bunch of money up front to get down to that rate. That's crazy. To get down to 16%. That's the thing, man. I talked to these, all, I would call them little climbers, but all these guys have bought houses in the past. And they're like, well, my first interest rate was 20%. These kids are crying. And I'm like, F you. <laughs> I know, for real. So yeah, like, your first yeah, house was 32000 I was going to say, your first house cost <laughs> as much as my car in the driveway. So I don't want to hear about it. Anyway, I would say, everybody, stay calm, master your job, stop crying, and uh, we'll stop <laughs> crying too. Be positive. <laughs> awesome. All right, dude. All right, man. We'll see you. Yeah.